Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Today is a big day for me. And uh, I need your help. So here's the deal. Tonight... After I get home after the show, I have a new person. Well, not a person. It's an animal. I have a new furry friend that is making his way into my life tonight. Rafa the cat is coming. He's being dropped off tonight. I'm adopting him from the Humane Society. It took about, <laughs> we talked about this yesterday on Dukes and Bell, like four weeks from start to finish from the process, I had a phone call, a Zoom call, a background check. I got all of his shots and his certificates and the whole nine. But tonight is the night. He's coming. And I'm excited. But this is the first time that I've ever had a pet on my own. I have grown up with pets, but I've never had a pet that was just mine. It's going to be just me and him. In my apartment, and I'm really excited. But this is where I need your help. I know that, you know, easing in a pet into your new home could sometimes not be the easiest thing in the world. So, what are some tips and tricks that you guys have learned from being animal lovers and animal owners that I could do to help ease Rafa in to my apartment and make him my buddy as quick as possible? Because I know cats, sometimes you can adopt them. They can find that little nook and cranny underneath the crawl space, and you only see them at night when they come out to grab a little food, and, you know, it takes a while to adjust. So 404-726-0929, that is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line, or hit me up on Twitter at C Thomas Radio. Give me all your best tips and tricks to help me welcome Rafa into my home tonight and make him my buddy as soon as possible. Now, E, do you have any pets with you currently? Yes, I do. I have a nice little pet dog. It's a crusted Chinese crusted. It's a it's a small dog, and um, he is a blast. Okay, so what did you do when you first got him to make him, you know, comfortable and like you and all the things that I need to be prepared to do with Rafa when I get him tonight? Well, I mean, you have a lot of experience because you do pet sitting and pet walking, right? So just use your natural gut, my friend. Okay. You know, and now, now I know I heard, uh, we had our meeting on Thursday, and I heard you mention that you got a new place, right? Uh, no, I don't have a new place. Okay. I mean, I, you place. were talking about how small your place is. Yeah, I, thought, that, I thought you said you made it move. So what, so what had happened was, what had happened they, was. they had um, 
mentioned that we might be getting a new partnership. Right. And that yeah. new partnership is with a place that is right next to where I live. Okay. So okay. I joked and said that we could have the after party at my 400-square-foot apartment next to this place. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I mean, first off, the smallness of your place actually is going to be in your benefit because he'll be able to learn his way around real quickly. And then you establish his zone. My thing with you be look, establish his zone. Maybe even put him in his little where you want his, you know, business to be done. Maybe give him a little added time there. Like, look, get used to this little area, buddy, because this is where I want you to do your business. Not in my room, not in the bathroom, right here. So I'm not an expert, but maybe that should be your plan. All right. I appreciate it. What do you guys got for me? 404-726-0929. Rafa the Cat comes tonight. I'll be posting pictures on my Twitter at C Thomas Radio. With that said, let's talk about something less pleasant. The Atlanta Hawks. It's time for five true or false questions on the other side of the glass. Which teams in the ATL will thrive? Which teams will make you scratch your head? On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. And scratch your head, this team definitely does. So I got uh, five good questions for you here for your first true false of the 2024 calendar year in this gray, rainy Saturday afternoon. So let's start with the trade deadline that is coming up. You talked about it a little earlier in the first hour of the show. I'm going to give you a true false over under. True or false, the Hawks make over 1.5 trades coming up in the trade deadline. Uh, I'm going to say false. I'm going to say they make one trade and they are shipping out DeJounte Murray. And not only are they shipping him out, they're not adding anything. They're going to get a package centered around picks, not around players, because we all know the Falcons done, or the Hawks done screwed that one up because they gave up, what was it, three first-round picks yeah. for DeJounte Murray? Our next first-round pick is like, what, 25 or 26? Yeah, like so yeah. we got to get uh, some compensation back in that regard. So hopefully they can get a couple of picks back. But <sighs> this team, man, they just they just don't have it right now. So I don't think, in my opinion, they'd be looking to add. We had Lauren Williams on Dukes and Bell earlier this week, and she agreed with that sentiment as well. So it looks like... Hawks are in for a long season. I hope it's over because I, I see DeJounte moving, but bring me in somebody who's six foot eleven or taller. How many guys we got on the roster that's six foot eleven or taller? One, Bruno, and he don't even play? All right, let me let me um, make that a little easier for you. How about we bring in somebody that can play defense at all? Big men play defense usually. At least to give you some type not of rim protection. That, not something. the ones that we have. We ain't got none. I think we got one guy on the roster that's over six eleven. One. Crazy, it's not good. Because technically, Clint's only like six nine. You know, they might list him as six ten, but the brother's six nine. That's what he is. So, anyway, moving wrong on this week's edition of Hawks. True or false? Now, I'm really interested to hear what you got to say about this one. True or false, Chris Turtle Thomas? Jalen Johnson is actually the best player on the Hawks roster. False. I mean, it's it's still Trey Young. I like where you're going with that. He had a great game the other night. Now, here's now. I think if you phrase that question differently, I would have said true. If you said, is Jalen Johnson the most complete player on the Hawks? I like that. Okay, okay, I like I that. Think yeah. I think I would agree yeah. with you. Best all around. We know Trey, even on a good day, you know, the defense is going to be what it's going to be. Right. So, And he's not going to get you double-digit rebounds. No, or five <laughs> on, <laughs> on a good night. Uh, yeah, I mean, Trey, Trey's having a really good year, man. I mean, he was bad last night, but he's third in the All-Star voting right now behind Damian Lillard and Tyrese Halliburton, who was just, I mean, you see those dimes he was dishing last night? 
Woof. Um, yeah, Jalen Johnson's got a really bright future. And by the way, Hawks fans, and I mean, take it with a grain of salt as we have to do everything, but Yahoo Sports did report yesterday that the only two players that are not on the trade market for the Hawks are Jalen and Trey. Everyone else could be had for the right price. So take that for what you will. And as they all should be on the market. Um, all right, so let's talk about this whole all-star voting and fans. I'm not going to ask you whether or not he is an all-star, but I'm going to say this. True or false, the Hawks deserve an all-star with their sub-500, can't play defense, don't can't win a game, can't hold a fourth-quarter lead playing butts. Did they deserve one? No. They, they don't. They don't. They, Thank they, you. No. Because if you're an all-star, like – Here's the difference, right? In the NBA, your individual contributions mean so much more than in most every other sport. Baseball, you're one guy out of a nine-person lineup. Or you're one pitcher out of a five-man rotation. Or one pitcher out of a 12-man bullpen. NFL, you're one out of 22 guys. NBA, you're one out of five, man. You make a tremendous difference in terms of your individual contributions to a team. That's why I'm honestly surprised, E, LeBron only has like three or four MVPs. Because I think in that sport, when you're able to contribute in that way, the impact that you make on an individual team and their success is so much more. And as good as Trey has been, it hasn't resulted in many wins. And that's the unfortunate bottom line. Yeah. And I think, you know, to piggyback what you're saying about LeBron, it's really just the voters get tired of voting for the same guy over and over because there was a nine-year stretch where, just like Jordan, LeBron was MVP every single year. But they're like, well, you know, Steph Curry had a really great year. Let's give it to Steph Curry. Oh, the, the, the Beard had a really good year. Let's give it to the Beard. You know, things like that. Yeah, it was LeBron. LeBron's been the best player in the league until this year for most of his career. And, um, and I agree with you. I know he's having a great year, but when your team's this bad – I, I'm glad the well, NBA couldn't do it like baseball where every team's got to be represented. They don't deserve to have an all-star. It just, just doesn't. All y'all go on break and come back and try to figure out how to hold a fourth-quarter lead. All right, so let's keep going here on the Hawks' true-false for this first Saturday of 2024. Um, we are almost halfway through the season. The Hawks have completely started to tumble down the Eastern Conference standings. So true or false? The Hawks missed the playoffs outright in 2024. True. They keep playing like this. I mean, that again, this is what I said in the first hour of the show. This was not hard to foresee, ladies and gentlemen. We knew that this was coming. What were the Hawks last year? 500 team. What did they do? Barely squeak into the playoffs. What did they do in the offseason? Got rid of one of their starters and didn't replace him. And I love the people that say, yeah, but Jalen Johnson stepped in there and he's giving you the exact, no, 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 no. You now have an empty roster spot, essentially, that John Collins vacated that wasn't filled. It was filled by Wesley Matthews and Patty Mills and guys that aren't playing. So you're not you're telling me right now that if John Collins was on this team that he wouldn't be contributing at all? That's of course he would. Jalen Johnson would still find his minutes. And he might even start over JC. But you're telling me that what they have on the bench right now, they couldn't use John Collins? Miss me with that. I'm sorry. I hate that argument. So right now with the way that this team is playing, why? why, Let me put it this way. Why should I believe that this team is going to make the playoffs? Give me one reason. What Quinn Snyder's now had what? What did he have, 20 games last year? And what is it, 
30 games this year yep. to figure it out. I mean, the the Trey and DJ thing, I mean, that's that's a that's not happening. I mean, that sort of then that's why he's on the trade block because clearly whatever vision they had with the give and go, you know, run and gun with the you know, DJ brings the ball up the floor yeah. with those long arms and Trey runs out to the corner and splash three. It's just not happening. So until they prove it to me, why would I think they'd be a playoff team? Sorry. It's going to be a uh, sad April if this team is not a playoff team. But now, okay, so you actually, man, great, great, you know, uh, you know, leeway into this final question here, and it's true or false. So if this team fails to make the playoffs in 2024, and now you have a full year and a half of the Quinn Snyder system, and this is probably way jumping the gun, but True or false? Could Quinn Snyder be on the hot seat in one more year? They're going to give him an offseason, but does he come into 24, 25 on the hot seat? <laughs> he should, but I don't know if he will. He, because of the money. Because of the money. This team is stingy right now in terms of opening up that pocketbook. And I don't know what the financials would be in terms of a payout, in terms of what kind of contract he'd be owed if he left? I don't know. I don't know the machinations of all that. But you know what I do know? They're not going to want to pay another guy on top of that. So I think he's going to get to ride out at least the majority of the deal. But I mean, listen, if it completely collapses and they finish 15 games under 500, what I mean, then obviously any coach would be susceptible to that. But I think they're going to try to squeeze every last drop out of that lemon before they decide to move on because that's unfortunately, the state of the Hawks right now. Why? I, that's And I think for Hawks fans, that's probably the most frustrating part is there is a lot of, hmm, there's a lot of things that this franchise could do in order to make themselves more competitive. Why they're not doing them, I think, is something that's really frustrating for Hawks fans because it's something that, we can't really figure out. This team had the potential to be an Eastern Conference Finals team a couple of years ago. Why did the organization decide that the best move for this season was to stand pat and actually subtract? I don't get it. I don't think any of us ever will. But with that said, maybe, hey, maybe Caleb Johnson can explain it to us. He's coming up next on Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. Plus, I got some great responses on what I should do from Rafa. I'll read those to you as well. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey app. Got some really, really good responses on the text line at 404-726-0929 and on my Twitter at C Thomas Radio on what I should do with my new buddy Rafa who's coming tonight. I got a cat that I've adopted from the Humane Society. He is coming tonight. Soon after I get off the air with you guys, I got everything ready for him to go. And I'm looking for tips because I know sometimes animals can come into a new place and it takes them a little while to sort of sniff things out and figure out, you know, that this is going to be their new home. So how do I welcome Rafa in? What are some tips and tricks that you guys can give me at 404-726-0929 as well as on my Twitter at CThomasRadio. I'll read those coming up in the next segment because right now we need to head out to the WadeFord.com hotline and welcome in our buddy Caleb Johnson who uh, witnessed that massacre last night and is here to talk about it. Caleb, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. I just left my nephew who is seven years old uh, his basketball game. And, Chris, I'm 
I'm worried about the future of our game, man. I'm watching these uh, these parents, these these coaches. Uh, it is not what I expected. It's the first time I've ever gone to to see my nephew uh, go play today, and uh, at seven years old, man, the kids are out there all done up in the Jordans and the double socks and the doing the the too small motion when they score over somebody. I was uh, it was it was quite a sight to see, man. Listen. Those parents are out for blood, Caleb. I've seen it myself. Yes, they are. They're out for blood. I, I have family friends out in the Canton area, and uh, their next-door neighbor who they're really close with, their son is a really good athlete, baseball, basketball, football. Those games, I don't remember my high school games being as intense as some of these 7- <laughs> and 8-year-old games. Exactly. Caleb. It's incredible. All right. <sighs> we got to talk about it. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave, it, I'm gonna leave it open ended, man. Just give me whatever you saw. What the hell happened last night? All right, uh, I'm gonna say what Quinn Snyder decided not to say last night. I watched a team uh, who was shooting poorly, and then followed up with a lack of effort. Quinn was asked after the game, Lauren Williams, who does a great job for the AJC, and he was like, "Oh well, you know, I never like to say." Uh, you know, to throw out lack of effort, you know, is kind of an excuse. Uh, but it sure looked like it to me. It looked like they went, oh, huh, our shots aren't falling tonight. And Indiana, you know, was knocking everything down, it felt like. I mean, to finish a game, you know, shooting what uh, I think it was 64, 65% from the field after this one, uh, it just felt like Indiana wasn't missing. Uh, and then at the same time, it was, Trey Young had a poor game. This is probably the first or second time this season that Trey has truly had a poor game and wasn't able to make up for it by getting, you know, to the to the free throw line as much as he would like to. And what we witnessed is if Trey is not at least, you know, halfway decent in a game, this team it feels like they've got absolutely no shots um, because you know, I, I, to see the starters stay, stay in until seven minutes in the game really felt like Quinn proving a point uh, more than, you know, really wanting to do anything. Uh, just uh, an overall uh, embarrass, embarrassment of a game that you want to wash and move on, but also uh, it feels like just another warning sign of, of some of the issues of this team, quite honestly. Okay, so in your best opinion, why does this team consistently do the following? have a great nail-biting win versus Oklahoma City, even though they almost choked that one too. But regardless, I got the win <laughs> over a really good team. And then follow that up with the gook that we saw last night. Why does that keep happening? Um, I mean, that's a, that's a question that would get me on, on, their, uh, on their coaching staff, quite honestly, because I don't think they know. I think that's something that Quinn is trying to figure out of – you know, it, it, this isn't a back-to-back situation where, you know, your, your lack of rest and, and playing a game that was as, as physically dominating, you know, and, and draining as that OKC game was. Like, you, you did get a little bit of rest and a night in between. Um, I, I think it's just one of those, um, if a team is able to exploit what the Hawks are you know, what they struggle with defensively, it feels like uh, if Atlanta isn't knocking down their shots, then they just don't have that ability to get back in these games. I mean, it's one of those, you, you think about it, like 
from the perspective of you know, Trey is a is a shooter, uh, and so many of these other guys are shooters. Uh, there's not a lot of guys to attack the basket, and when you know Trey is struggling to get foul calls, he's going to try to put up those shots. And so we we you know we've seen it where if they're unable to to attack the rim on the offensive end, and then if they're struggling, uh, you know, in, in transition, um, because that's the thing the teams have seemed to figure out about the Hawks is it doesn't matter made basket or missed basket for the Hawks, the opposing team is sprinting uh, as soon as the Hawks score or miss to get back on the other end, and they're getting a lot of easy points that way uh, because the, the Hawks just – that was something that Quinn talked about last night, that they're, uh, they're, they're not collectively um, – you know, communicating is, is the, the easy word to kind of throw out there, but it feels like um, guys don't necessarily know where to go or – as what I think we saw last night, and I don't think this has happened very many times this season. Last night, lack of effort. I, I just really strongly believe that to be the case on top of missing shots. But, like, why is this happening on such a, a long stretch? Um, it's because I think the Hawks have some talented players, but I don't know that they are at their best uh, together. I don't know that this roster has really been constructed uh, to, to, to reach its full potential. On that note, as we're talking all things Hawks with 92.9 The Game, Hawks reporter Caleb Johnson. All right, so you mentioned the big picture there, and this is not a Quinn Snyder thing to me. This is an organizational thing. Since 2021 ended, this team has been stagnant and is now sliding backwards. So is this, Caleb, inevitably leading to a deconstruction of the nucleus of this team and a rebuilding, I know that's the R word that teams don't like to use, of the roster, (laughs) or is there a chance, do you believe, that this team can salvage that nucleus and turn it into the winner we thought it could be? Uh, I think, like, this, the way the Hawks are playing right now is essentially – it, it is a little bit worse than, than what I anticipated, but I just didn't expect this team to truly be competing because I thought from a roster perspective, you know, how they did last year versus this year, um, you, you didn't upgrade at any position on your team. You're also dealing with contracts that were not great when, when they, you know, when, when they signed deals like DeAndre Hunter and now on Yeko Kongu's contracts, not looking exactly ideal um, you know, and you just, you've got a lot of money on the books. You're looking at a team that next year is going to be in the luxury tax if you just decide to run it back. And so I think this is the time. We've seen enough basketball games that I, I will shy away from rebuild, and I will use a word that I have heard uh, some other general managers in the league use uh, recently, retooling, uh, because I don't think they have to strip this thing down completely. Um, but I do think they took some gambles, and I think they, they signed some guys before they had to get them on a deal. Uh, and then, you know, obviously I, I think this, the, the DeJounte trade is kind of looking as a um, – he was going to have to sacrifice in order to come in, um, and he was willing to sacrifice, but is he really playing his best basketball when he's having to sacrifice? It's that, you know, that whole thing. So this is a roster that I think is, is, should be in sell mode as much as they possibly can um, and try to get some sort of direction for the future. Just just pick a direction of where you want to go. If, if Pascal Siakam 
is the big move that you want to make. That's perfectly fine. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's, it's kind of risky at this point to be able to sign that guy uh, after the season. I think this is a sell at the deadline, um, figure out what you've got. You knew you weren't going to be necessarily truly competitive, um, but because it's been so glaringly worse than you could have anticipated, um, get off the, some of these contracts and get some picks because, you you know, you, you don't have necessarily good contracts to trade and you don't have picks. So you, you kind of need to figure out a direction, and I think it is it is time to sell. Yeah, you mentioned DeJounte Murray there. He's obviously the one that's been mentioned most in the rumor mill. If they decide to move on from him, what do you think they do in order to replace his production and his spot and his sort of the outline of the vision that we all thought could be the pairing with Trey in the backcourt? Uh, man, I mean, that's a great question. I think it's one that you don't address until the offseason. I think, you know, and, and there's even the aspect of can you trade DeJounte for uh, for a lottery pick and and go and and add through the through the draft that way um, uh, of getting you know kind of that that higher pick that that you think could could fit in uh, with the team a little bit better. I know Hawks fans obviously don't love the sound of that because what does that mean? That means more time uh, because you bring a rookie in and he's not going to be incredible immediately. Um, but I, I think it's 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 picking a direction of where you want to go with this franchise. You're not going to trade DeJounte Murray and immediately replace that value uh, right away. Um, but, you know, you, you are getting to a point of um, if you don't want to trade DeJounte, if you want to make that work with him and Trey, then you've got to look uh, at what you what else you have, whether it's DeAndre Hunter, whether it's Clint Capella. Um, Anyeko Kongu is going to be really difficult to move because he's got the poison pill contract uh, where right now, he is $8 million on the books for the Hawks, but if they tried to trade him, any team trading for him has to look at his incoming contract as $15 million on their salary cap. So it, it just kind of, um, you know, it, it puts things in a, in a really difficult spot. Um, and so DeJounte is most likely your really, um, you know, your, your flashy piece that you would be able to move. And it's, it's pretty clear that when rumors start up, um, you know, and, and start linking you to the Lakers and you're a clutch client, uh, but that's not the team making those calls. And so maybe it's not exactly uh, happy on both ends. Uh, and you just try to pick a direction. And that's the thing that I'm going to keep sticking to, honestly, Chris, is pick a direction for where you want to go with this franchise. I think Trey can still be a, a big key of that. Um, and, and, you know, and, and trust this front office that, that doesn't have a lot of experience, quite honestly. Wrapping up with our buddy Caleb Johnson here covering the Hawks for the radio station 92.9 The Game. All right, let's end on a positive. One guy that we're finally getting a good look at, and he's playing really well, is Kobe Bufkin down in the G League. Do you think there's a chance they bring him up for a spark? Um, maybe, but I, a spark, I don't think that's something that you're, you're going to get from Kobe. I think this was a, a draft pick that you expected to be a, a developmental piece. And that's not always such a bad thing. Uh, you know, I, I know um, what was the other night playing OKC. Like, uh, Kaden Wallace was a guy that OKC ended up drafting that I wanted out of Kentucky. Um, and he is a NBA now ready player. I think Kobe is the type of guy that he's putting up big numbers in the G League. But it's the G League for a reason. And I think they want to develop him. What we've seen from Jalen Johnson when Jalen spent, you know, pretty much an entire season down at the G League level. It helped in his development. 
and so I don't think that that Kobe is that spark that they're just going to bring up from from College Park and uh, he's going to go off, you know, some explosion like A.J. Griffin was last year. I just don't think uh, that he is in that stage of his career right now. Uh, and, and so that's why then you're looking for guys like A.J. Griffin to potentially, you know, hopefully step up uh, on his end. And, uh, you know, other guys, Bogey, you want you want him to kind of, you know, figure out his shooting struggles and, and get back on the right track and, and that sort of thing and um, and figure it out from there, quite honestly. Real quick, since you just brought it up before we let you go, uh, A.J. Griffin is, from everything you're hearing, is he back with the team in full force, everything's good to go, whatever happened is behind him now? Yep, absolutely. Uh, it was was last Thursday or the Thursday before. I'm honestly, the weeks are starting to blend together. Uh, but he he was back at practice, and uh, when you know media talked to him and said, "Have you were you training in your time off? Uh, that you were away from the team? Nope. It was that Thursday he had picked up the basketball for the first time uh, since that amount of, you know, a month or whatever that he was away. Uh, and so I think, you know, there's been a lot of him getting in the gym and even Quinn Snyder credited him last night of being a guy who's showing up early before shoot around, who's staying late after practice, getting up shots, um, trying to get his body back in more shape. But he is completely 100% back. And it was really cool to see the way that his team has, has supported him through that time of, of stepping away. Uh, and hopefully, you know, he kind of gets back on the right track and is a piece that you can depend on, uh, kind of the way the Hawks uh, were able to depend on him at the early parts of, of last season. All right, my friend. We shall see what happens. Uh, hopefully, if we talk next weekend, uh, some more positive things to talk about for these Atlanta Hawks as they try to get their season back on track. Caleb, thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. Absolutely. You take care, man. All right. That is Caleb Johnson, our intrepid Hawks reporter here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Obviously, the way this team is playing right now, a lot to be desired, a lot of questions that need to be answered. We shall see. All right. When we get back, not only are we going to hear from Arthur Smith because he's got some interesting things to say going into what is his potential final regular season game as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons if things don't go their way. Also, I got to read some really funny tweets and comments I'm getting on the text line about Rafa coming tonight. My new cat, give me some tips. How do I make him feel at home? 404-726-0929 and hit me up on Twitter at C Thomas Radio. Back with you in five on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, here we go. I've gotten a lot of really good advice on Twitter and on the text line at 404-726-0929. Rafa the Cat is coming tonight. I am so excited. I've been pursuing him for about a month now. Uh, Originally had my sight set on a cat named Peaches, but she unfortunately went to another home. I was finished in second place. Still a little salty about that. But Rafa will be a great addition to my home nonetheless. He is the first pet that I have ever owned on my own. So it's going to be an interesting experience. So I just want to know from you guys out there, what can I do to make Rafa feel right at home? And I've gotten a lot of answers. E, you ready for some of these? Here we go. Trust me, Chris. I've been doing this coffee can trick for about 20 years. This is from Rusty. Take an empty coffee can and fill it with dry cat food. Shake the can every time you go to feed the cat. They will get used to hearing it, and they will follow the shaking can everywhere you go. I am unfamiliar with this tactic. Is this something you've known to work? I've never heard of the coffee can trick. Never. 
I'm going to Google this one right now. Yeah, because I feel like that could work on a dog, too, if a dog is not familiar with its grounds. He said it's empty and he fills with what again? With dry cat food. So you shake it, and then the cat associate. Then you bring it over to where the food is, okay. and then you pour the food out. So the cat okay. becomes associated with the shaking can, meaning it's food time. And then, you know, every time you shake the cat, the cat will appear and come to you for okay. something to eat. But eventually you have to stop doing that. They'll just know where their food is because a cat eats when a cat's ready. Oh, yeah. I, I think this is more for just that first. That training part. Yeah, okay. just okay. for that first. Okay. So I, I think that that's a good idea. I'll, I'll consider doing that as well. Uh, somebody just tweets in catnip with five exclamation points. Now, catnip, is is that a real like does that really work or is that just something i saw on south park one time on a funny episode that uh, was very inappropriate that i cannot recall here on the radio uh i don't know about catnip i'm gonna have to do some googling about that as well because uh i don't know if that's something that actually drives the cat bananas and makes it go crazy or if it's something that really works and helps them feel comfortable uh, I got another one here. Congrats on the new kitten. The best advice I would give you is to not feel bad if your cat hides right away and just give him a couple of g- days to get acclimated. Leave all the doors open in the house. And then here's the kicker. A laser pointer will be his best friend. Now, you know, what's funny e, is when I was doing our Zoom call, uh, I was virtually meeting Rafa. I guess that's how they do it now these days. And his foster mom had a laser pointer for him. Uh, and <laughs> I kind of felt bad for her cause she was like really excited to show me him. And, you know, she's like, all right, he's, he's ready to go. <laughs> when she did the laser pointer thing, like right at his feet, he didn't move. <laughs> he didn't want, he didn't want any part of that, but maybe I'll pick one up off Amazon anyway. So if you guys have some other things I should try 404-726-0929 or tweet me at C Thomas radio and let me know what I should do to help Rafa the cat. Come tonight and feel like he's right at home. Now, somebody that may not be feeling so at home come a couple days from now is Arthur Smith. As the Falcons play their last game of the season, of the regular season tomorrow, and hope to make it into the playoffs. Just as a reminder, they need to win, and the Buccaneers need to lose against the Panthers. That is the only path for the Atlanta Falcons to make the playoffs. Let's hear from Coach Smith. We spent... I took so many phone calls in the first hour of the show. Great job by everybody who called. Passionate, spirited conversations. I'll open up the phone lines again in just a couple of minutes. Arthur Smith was talking about how last week, and this is an indictment on him, and I will say this goes in the negative point, a game you needed to win, and the Bears just outplayed you. No, we had our opportunities, and obviously uh, we didn't take advantage, and they, they clearly did. And, they, and, uh, and then as the game went on, we turned the ball over too many times, and Chicago deserved a win. They did. They were the better team. And that obviously also, which is something we took calls on, um, brought back the Justin Fields conversation because Justin played so well in that game. He showed you all of that potential that could be on display. But you guys know how I feel about that. I am not Team Justin Fields. I am Team Draft Jaden Daniels. 404-726-0929 if any of you guys didn't get in before and you have a thought on the head coach or the quarterback situation, let's go. I say, Arthur Smith, I would lean toward he gets one more year. He gets one more year to establish himself as the head coach with a new quarterback and try to have his vision of what this offense can be pan out. And I would also 
put my stock in Jaden Daniels. Trade up. Do whatever you need to do to go get him. It is a much more worthy risk than trying to get Justin Fields aboard and pay him what he's going to want in a couple of years. All right, more from Arthur Smith. The team didn't execute. Duh, duh. Well, look, it's a team game, and uh, ultimately it all is going to fall on me, Arch. You know, we, we came out here thought we had a good week. And credit to Chicago. You know, like I said, they deserve to win. We had to do a better job, you know. Thankfully, from what I was told, we still have life, and we got to find a way to, to fix those mistakes from today and get everything we got to go beat New Orleans. Talking there with our very own Dave Archer on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I mean, listen, what can you say about that? Yeah, the team didn't execute. Coach, that's your job. That's your job to get them motivated and to get them to execute your game plan. That's your job. So, again, that has to go as a strike in the negative column. A couple more from Coach here on their ability to shut down DJ Moore. Now, that's been another problem. The Falcons have gotten burned on the deep route so many times this season. Do you guys remember what Hopkins did in the Tennessee game? Oh, my goodness. Where has A.J. Terrell and Jeff Okuda been these last couple of weeks, man? Not good. Coach? Yeah, a lot of they were moving them all around. Um, you know, like I said, credit to them. You know, we got to find a way. Obviously, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but we uh, we obviously got to find a way to, to shut that down. Yeah, and you're gonna have to shut down the Saints receivers tomorrow too. They got a couple of guys, even with Michael Thomas being non-existent for four straight years. They got a couple of guys there that could do some real damage. So here's the problem: what team is gonna show up tomorrow? And that's what I was talking with Joe Patrick about. Which Falcons team, this Jacqueline Hyde team, is going to show up? Is it the one that dominates the Colts? Or is it the one that absolutely craps the bed against the Chicago Bears? And again, that's stuff that is all going to be considered when Arthur Blank makes his decision about the coach. So 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929 if you want to get in on the coach conversation or if you feel like Justin Fields is the man for the Falcons. I'm... I'm listening. Uh, it's going to be tough to change my mind, but I will listen if you really feel like he's the guy. Coach, are the players starting to grow frustrated with what's going on in Atlanta? I think when you know you lose games, you know, like I said, I mean, we've lost some close games, and most games are close in this league. And certainly, you've had chances. Um, I think everybody gets frustrated, you know, right after. I mean, you put a lot into it, but that, does it? Break anybody's spirit here? No. I mean, that's what we've proven over and over again that you know, we've done this to ourselves. It's nobody's fault but your own. And you got to start with me as, as it should. But that's what gives you a lot of confidence, all right? Nobody liked what happened yesterday. We got life. However crazy it played out, um, that is what the situation is. And obviously, it's anytime we play New Orleans, it's a big deal. Certainly, this game's got a lot on the line, and I know there's some of it's out of our control. But again, that's our own doing, right? To not control your own. But we we got to get ready to go and uh, put everything we got and go beat New Orleans. Yeah, that's what you have to do. That's the only thing you can do. And I don't feel, and neither did Joe Patrick, who's there every day, Flowery Branch, that he has lost the locker room, and that's really important. Now, for all the negative things we talked about this segment for Coach, that is a giant positive. If you keep the locker room even during a season like this, that shows that your players really believe in your message and that they really like you. So I that that and that through those three or four sound bites that we just played, that lies out 
perfectly what the problem is for the Falcons and their head coach right now. There's positives and there's negatives. This season, there's been, unfortunately, more negatives than positives. The past two seasons, it's kind of been split down the middle. That's why this decision is not easy. All right, let's end the segment with something fun here. 404-726-0929. Curtis, what's up? You're in the game. He dropped off, but he told me to give it to you because he was waiting for a minute. And I'm looking it up for you. I might even see if I can pass a hat and get this for you, Curtis. All right, here we go. He said to save your furniture, your best investment will be a scratching post or scratching pad for your new cat. Okay. You know what? That's something I haven't gotten yet that I'm going to have to get. Now, I'm looking at them right now. You can get the top-of-the-line Smart Cat Ultimate Posts for about 50 bucks, but there are some cheaper options. You know, we've got some cheap guys around here. Maybe we get anybody chipping a buck or two. you got a couple options called the Natural Matte Scratcher, things like that, for like $24, $25. But he said, Curtis said it will definitely save your furniture to give that young uh, new cat of yours something to scratch on that's not something you want to keep uh, safe and sound. Well, thankfully I don't got <laughs> furniture that I'm too worried about, to be completely honest with you. Eventually you will. <laughs> Eventually I will, whenever I you know get that, get that next bump up in my radio life here. Um, I got another one from Lance here. Get an auto feeder. That's the best investment we have made for our cats. But, like, I kind of want to feed them. You know, like, I don't want to Take that like that's that's a moment for us every day where I get to feed him his little. You get you know, that Christmas. down the line when he's a, a older older cat and you can go away for a day or two and he's like, oh man, he's fine. I even got to go home worry about my cat. He'll eat and poop and I'll be I'll see you in two days. That's when you get the auto feeder so that way he doesn't you know indulge himself too too much while you when you go up to Canton and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna leave the cat at the house. Yeah, exactly. But for now, like I feel like the food, as Rusty was saying on the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line that. Uh, you know, make it a thing where you get the you get the can and you put the cat food in and you shake it and it sort of becomes like a bonding moment for you guys as you, you know, figure out his new home and his new feeding schedule. All right, appreciate everybody that chimed in, 404-726-0929. If you got a thought on Arthur Smith, should he stay or should he get one more year with a new quarterback and is Justin Fields the guy in Atlanta? I say no, and I'll explain why when we get back. But if you really feel like he is, let me know. 404-726-0929. We'll get the phones back open. And also, the Braves made a move. Huh. Got some thoughts on this. I'll share them with you when I get back as well. Hanging out with you till 4 o'clock. NFL football comes your way then. Halfway home on the other side of the glass. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.